What's happening, guys? Sam Adams here, and welcome to a brand new episode of Cabinet. Today, for January the 30th of 2019, slowly but surely, we are reaching the end of the month. But for those that are brand new to the program, this is a daily gaming news podcast by the name of Cabinet that is hosted live on twitch.tv slash the Samuel Adams five nights a week, Monday through Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern time to bring you the hottest gaming news of the day. And then, of course, after the show has concluded, it's then ripped down and put up on YouTube and also podcast services around the world if you are more into the audio version of things. But with that being said, I'm glad you have chosen to spend your time watching slash listening to this podcast here today or tonight whenever you might be listening to it. However, with the introduction out of the way, what are we going to be talking about today? First off, Xbox Live hits 64 million active users. That is a large number of people. Now, on top of that, Metro Exodus timed exclusivity deal, as we've been talking about pretty much the entire week, was Koch Media's decision, says THQ Nordic. So a new fold in this story that we have been covering pretty intently. A new Overwatch map, Paris, has officially gone live in the PTR. On top of that, the latest Fallout 76 patch has reintroduced several bugs into Bethesda's growingly painful release of a multiplayer Fallout game. However, one that has improved drastically over the past few months. Now, if you are on the PlayStation 4, then PlayStation's PlayStation Plus selection for February of 2019 has been revealed. Players have protested the Metro Exodus exclusive. I'm going to move this story up. Uh, by review bombing the series on Steam, a new humble PS4 bundle gets you Grim Fandango, Killing Floor 2, and even more games on the dirty, dirty cheap. And of course, today is the last day for the Nintendo Wii Shop. The Colossus, the Goliath of the gaming industry, is officially closing down as of January the 30th of 2019, or I believe actually 31st potentially. Uh, we'll talk more about that whenever we get to that specific article. But again, if you are brand new to the show, I appreciate you listening slash watching. And without further ado, let's go ahead and dive into it. First off, Xbox Live hits 64 million active users. Xbox Live now has 64 million active users, up 8% from the same time last year, Microsoft noted in its second quarter 2019 earnings report released on Wednesday. The news comes alongside news of a 12% revenue jump, which includes an 8% increase in gaming revenue, again as compared to the same time last year for the company. Microsoft also announced that its Xbox subscription and services revenue was up 31%, and I would guess... That's primarily due to the success of Game Pass. Microsoft's gaming financials weren't all that positive, though. The company said its hardware sales dropped by 19% compared to the same period last year when the Xbox One X was released. Microsoft did not release figures for how many Xbox One consoles it did sell, something it stopped doing nearly four years ago. In November of 2014, the company said it sold 10 million Xbox Ones. A bit more insight was gained in January 2016 when Electronic Arts noted in an earnings call that about 18 million to 19 million of the new consoles have been sold. In October 2015, Microsoft announced it would no longer be releasing numbers for how many Xbox Ones were sold. The company later told Variety that it now uses a different key metric for success. Quote, we are continuing to look at engagement as our key metric for success and are no longer reporting on total console sales, a spokesperson told Variety in 2018. 
And so what you have here is the incredible success, the continued incredible success of Xbox Live. Uh, now, whenever I think about Xbox Live numbers, uh, I think about the overall amount of users on the platform. But what this specific number is talking about is the amount of active users. Now, what exactly is defined as an active user here is still kind of up in the air. Is that a account that's been used within the last six months? Uh, is it within the last five years? What exactly are the parameters of an Xbox Live active account? count uh, but even that to the side 64 million active users with whatever gauge that's actually using is still a very impressive figure when it really does come down to it uh, my question of course as everybody is probably wondering at least to some degree how many Xbox ones have been sold especially since they stopped reporting numbers and that's really kind of a big up in the air question mark uh, right now because you do have the release of not only the Xbox one S but also the Xbox one X and of course the X is the most powerful console on the market right now even if it does have some of the biggest name games of this generation such as God of War uh, the last of us if you really want to dig back into a deep section of the uh, of the gaming history for this gym uh, but with all that being said, I think that Microsoft is still standing financially sound. I think that overall the Xbox One has done fairly well considering its beginning uh, because of course the launch of the Xbox One proved that you don't have to have a giant name to also have a giant failure on your hands or whatever. You know what I'm saying. Uh, but with that being said, 64 million active users on Xbox Live and I can confidently say that I am not one of them because I haven't used Xbox Live in probably a roughly about a year or so because I just I had an Xbox One then I bought the Xbox One S sold that got the Xbox One X just it, it, it's never really stuck with me and again that's probably more of a, a me problem than anything uh, but again a lot of people using Xbox Live and I would say mainly because of Game Pass and also a pretty solid games with gold lineup on top of stuff like Fortnite driving success on the Xbox platform. Now let's continue talking about Metro Exodus because the timed exclusivity deal for the Epic Games Store has been all the talk over the past few days. However, that doesn't seem to be on the development team or even THQ Nordic, but instead Koch Media was the main deciding factor here. THQ Nordic has issued a statement regarding Metro Exodus PC being a timed exclusive on the Epic Games Store. Koch Media was the sole decision maker regarding Metro Exodus on PC being a timed exclusive via the Epic Games Store. This is according to THQ Nordic, which purchased Koch Media in February of 2018, a year ago almost to the date. The purchase included distributor Koch Media, including its publishing label, Deep Silver, who owns the Metro, Dead Island, Saints Row, and Time Splitter IPs. Koch Media purchased the Metro IP during THQ's liquidation back in 2013, and since it continues to operate as its own entity and owns the IP, THQ Nordic pretty much stays out of the way entirely. Quote, the decision to publish Metro Exodus as a timed Epic Store exclusive was made entirely on Koch Media's side, as Metro is their intellectual property, said THQ Nordic. They are a sister company of THQ Nordic, which is the reason why we can and will not comment on this matter. In the statement, Excuse me. In the statement, it also touched upon future timed exclusives, which it will not rule out. We do not want to categorically exclude the possibility of timed exclusives for any of our games in the future, THQ continued. But speaking in the here and now, we definitely want to have the players choose the platform of their liking and make our portfolio available to as many outlets as possible. And so, again, they're kind of beating around the bush with this. Deep Silver, which is the publisher of Metro Exodus and part of Koch Media, said the game will be made available on Steam and other 
other storefronts when the deal with Epic ends in February of 2020. Of course, they have more statements, whatnot, but hey, Metro Exodus is coming out on February the 15th on PC via the Epic Games Store, on PS4, and the Xbox One. Another very interesting fold, so it seems that this is even higher up in a way uh, than just the development team or the marketing team or the, you know, publisher of the game itself. Uh, it seems to be more of a corporate decision to bring Metro Exodus exclusively to the Epic Games Store upon launch. Uh, now, I do want to reiterate, for those that might have missed yesterday's show, uh, that the game is still going to be available on PC. If you did pre-order on PC, then you're still good to go. Uh, you're still going to be able to get all of the game and, of course, all of the DLC that is going to come in addition to this. Uh, but if you did want to play the game and pre-order the game as of right now, which, again, February 30th, or excuse me, January 30th, getting a month ahead of myself, of 2019, then you have to go through the Epic Games Store, which is not to the liking of many PC players, as we've seen on Twitter, because it has been alight with many complaints. But moving on, we do have many complaints being put out of there on Twitter, but some people are taking it to the next level, with players protesting Epic's Metro Exodus exclusive by reviewing bombing, review bombing, excuse me, the series on Steam. Gamers unhappy with Epic's exclusive on Metro Exodus are taking their frustrations out elsewhere. Because again, there are no reviews on Epic right now, which again, they should be very thankful for because it would have absolutely bombed in this specific case. The decision to make Metro Exodus an Epic Game Store exclusive less than three weeks before its scheduled release date came as a tremendous surprise, especially since it had been available for pre-order on Steam for months prior to the announcement. The game is actually $10 cheaper on Epic for US customers, attributed by Deep Silver CEO Clemens Kundratitz. I kid you not, that's the last name, don't at me, to the store's generous revenue terms, but that discount did not mollify gamers unhappy with the move to a different storefront. User reviews can be posted to the Metro Exodus page on Steam, of course, and so gamers who feel wronged are turning their attention to where they can inflict pain, its Steam-based predecessors, Metro 2033 Redux and Metro Last Light Redux. Both pages have been heavily review-bombed over the last couple of days and are now showering and showing mostly negative recent reviews, although their overall review rating numbers remain very positive. Most of the negative reviews make no pretense about what's really behind them. They acknowledge that 2033 and Last Light are good games, but express displeasure with Epic's exclusivity. Threats of pri uh, piracy in place of a planned purchase are also common, and creative art with Epic Games, Deep Silver, and or other relevant parties inserted between certain raised digits also appears popular. The numbers are not small. Metro 2033 has received 891 bad reviews over January 28th through the 30th, while Last Light got 863. By way of comparison, 2033 has 3,391 total negative reviews over its lifetime, including those of the last three days, while Last Light has 2,457 negative reviews in total. That's over a span of more than four years. The Redux versions of 2033 and Last Light were released simultaneously in August of 2014. And so we have seen this as a growing trend over the past few years where people will go on Steam or any other kind of storefront and essentially review bomb the game by showing uh, their disdain for whatever is happening with the company by pretty much throwing whatever game is being presented under the bus, for lack of a better term. And right now, what I want to point out is something again, as I tend to do, that I highlighted on Twitter. People were saying, why are there no reviews on the Epic Games Store right now? It's because they're literally in the process of developing a brand new review system for that new storefront that 
kind of foregoes having to go through this review browsing process. They are trying to make a brand new review platform that is pretty much unable to be bombed in a way uh, by the choices that developers and publishers are making and instead focus specifically on the quality and the content that is found within the game itself which is really what a review is there to do now some people would argue and say this is the best way to hold a company accountable hit them where it counts if people think the games are bad then they won't buy the games and the company will suffer and then be forced to reverse their decision or change the way they do business and will that work again that's still kind of up in the air but what you need to know is that 2033 and Last Light are not bad games by any stretch of the imagination, uh, but it does seem that there are a couple of people, and by a couple I mean hundreds and hundreds of people, that are review bombing these older games because of the fact that, hey, the new one's going to be coming out on Epic Games Store just one year before it comes out on Steam officially. And again, more money exchanging hands, corporatization, you could go on and on about capitalism and whatnot, but hey, more money for the devs, 10 bucks off for you. Again, I'm still going to be on the side of Epic Games because the launcher's free. It's free and it's better than Steam. No, it's not as fleshed out. And again, this is all just my opinion. Trust me, I've been seeing your comments and your dislikes on YouTube. It's perfectly fine. I understand. Uh, but if you're not into Metro, which I know that many people aren't, Blizzard has unveiled a new Overwatch map by the name of Paris going live in the Overwatch PTR today. Cool stuff. Blizzard Entertainment is rolling out a brand new map for Overwatch today on the game's public test servers. The map, known simply as Paris, is available right now on PC players uh, for Overwatch's PTR. Paris is an assault-style map, meaning teams are tasked with either capturing or defending a pair of points. Paris will be playable in quick play and competitive mode matches. Via an official statement, Blizzard highlighted the map's, quote, narrow streets and corridors and locations like the Seine River, Carabay, Luna, Cabaret, excuse me, I can't read today. Uh, Patissieri, Galand, I, what are these words? And Maison Marat, ah, oh God, I'm screwing all this up, described as, quote, a grand palace hosting a gala in the heart of the city. Paris is the first new map to hit Overwatch since Busan, which was released in September 2018. It's also the first new assault map since Horizon Lunar Colony, which Blizzard uh, released in June of 2017. Blizzard did not specify when Paris will be released for the live version of Overwatch on PC, PS4, and the Xbox One, and of course, they are typically being tested on the PTR for a few weeks before coming out in a wide rollout. And again, I apologize for the pronunciation of all of these new complex foreign terms that my little small brain is not familiar with. But essentially, imagine Paris. Imagine the luxurious architecture and the beautiful cafes and the and all the Paris shit. Uh, that's pretty much what you can expect from the new Overwatch map. Uh, so, I think my main comment here is they haven't released an assault map since Horizon Lunar Colony, which was released when I was still actively playing the game. Meaning... That's been a long time. Uh, so if you do want to dive in and check out the new Assault map, then by all means you can dive into the PTR, see if it is something you might be interested in for your playtime. Uh, but right now, I suppose I'm just shocked that it's taken this long to get yet another Assault map. However, new content is always good, especially when the game has gotten a price drop recently, and on top of that, it's totally worth the original asking price as well. Because Overwatch is a solid game. But speaking of a game that is growingly solid, the latest Fallout 76 patch has reintroduced several bugs. Because war, war never changes. Fallout 76's desperate survivors cannot catch a break, unfortunately. 
The last patch, along with containing nerfs, fixes, and a cap on carry weight, reintroduced several bugs that the residents of Digital West Virginia thought they were finally done with. The returning issues include heavy bobby pins. That should explain why you might log in and find yourself unexpectedly over-encumbered, as well as the item duplication bug originally fixed by Fallout 76's last patch of 2018. At the top of the Fallout 76 subreddit, GX Kids post highlights some of the issues, and while Bethesda has yet to respond to it, a Bethesda community manager has replied to others, saying that the devs have been made aware of the issues. Despite the laundry list of old problems, there has been no official announcement on fixes. Updates sometimes introduce new and unforeseen issues, but the frustration is understandable when players can't even escape last year's bugs. Since launch, mistakes like forgetting to update nuclear launch codes for the new year and some bad merchandising have dominated the discussion around the game. It's increasingly difficult to imagine Bethesda being able to save the game from all of its existing issues. And again, the author says, I tried to play again earlier this month, but it crashed after about 30 minutes and I lost a bunch of quest progress. As much as I'd quite like to wander around West Virginia and find fetching hats, I don't believe he's going to be rushing back anytime soon. And of course, Bethesda has been reached out to regarding specific fixes and fixed timelines, but as of right now, no comment has been received. Uh, just the latest in another entry in the hardships for those that are not only playing Fallout 76, but also developing Fallout 76. And I think that's really what I want to talk about here is Fallout 76 was a experimental style game to begin with because it was the first time that anything on an online multiplayer large scale level has been done within the Fallout universe and with that came a brand new developer team that was working uh, to create this online multiplayer Fallout Haven and in a lot of ways they've succeeded you know it does exist you can play the game it is real and it is a cool vision at the very least with that being said, it is incredibly buggy. It is incredibly unfortunate that it hasn't been the game that people expected or that people deserved. Because there is a level of the, the thing we've been throwing around uh, called Bethesda jank. You know, when it comes down to it, there is this Bethesda jank uh, that people have come to expect from a Bethesda game. We've seen it in Skyrim. We've seen it in stuff like uh, even Oblivion and even further into the future like Fallout 4. You do have these specific games that have this level of, of lack of quality that has almost kind of a charm in a way. But when it comes to Fallout 76, it's been pretty much broken, and also the marketing has been broken behind it, and the merchandising has also been broken, uh, and overall, ugh, it's been rough. Uh, but if you did want to dive in and check out the latest Fallout 76 patch, then by all means, you certainly can, but I wouldn't recommend it because you'll be stuck with a lot of heavy bobby pins and other... I was going to say unforeseen issues, but I suppose these were foreseen issues because they've been fixed once and now patched back in. What a shit show on that end. But also, to Spike in the chat, welcome on in, my friend, and I appreciate the correction of the date to the 30th and not the 20th because I promise, if it looks like I'm on top of my stuff, I, I'm clearly not. I've been playing so much Resident Evil, you don't even know. It is such a good game. Uh, but that's beside the point. What can you be playing for free on your PlayStation 4 in February? via PlayStation Plus, it's a pretty solid lineup. Not the best, but not the worst either. You'll never see it coming. With two of the most anticipated games of all time releasing in the last week, Sony could have easily put a bunch of nothing up for PlayStation Plus subscribers in February and easily gotten away with it. Thankfully, they did not cheap out on the freebies because next month has some pretty solid titles to offer. PS4 users will be getting, and I quote, Hitman and For Honor as the two big headliners. Now on the PS3 side, there is a solid 
list of PS3 freebies because again, this is the last month of PlayStation Plus freebies on the PlayStation 3. Featuring Metal Gear Solid 4 Guns of the Patriots on top of Dive Kick. And of course, we do have two PlayStation Vita games as well, Gunhouse and Rogue Aces, both of which are cross-buy on the PlayStation 4. Now, on top of that, uh, we also have the announcement that they are going to be upgrading the current limit of 10 gigabytes of cloud storage space for PS4 users to 100 gigs for making backups of your saves. And again, as the author of this Destructoid article does note, it is a bit overkill to have 100 gigs of cloud space. Uh, you know, just it's a lot to have for cloud saves. But I also understand where they're going, and I think that's more of a future-focused kind of update uh, to look forward to the next generation where inevitably, because of larger textures and different file styles and stuff like that, you are going to be needing more cloud space, so you may as well introduce it now and look good in the public eye while you're doing it. Uh, but overall, the lineup again for the PlayStation Plus games in February of 2019 are pretty solid with Hitman, the complete first season, and For Honor being the two biggest games out of those. Uh, now, it's pretty crazy to me to see Metal Gear Solid 4 Guns of the Patriots included in the list because when the PS3 launched, it was one of the biggest games to date as of back then, uh, which again, I believe was 2006. Uh, uh, let's see, launch date. See that? June 12th, 2008. I apologize. Uh, so back in 2008 when this launched, this was one of the most impressive games that I had ever seen. Whenever I was looking to get a PlayStation 3, uh, this was one of the games that really did blow me away and proved that the next generation as compared to the PlayStation 2 uh, was above and beyond anything that I had ever considered to be possible uh, when it came to gaming. And so to see it kind of conclude the PlayStation Plus lineup for free games on PS3 is somewhat fitting. Uh, but also, that could just be me and having a, a bit of a nostalgia trip, if you will. Uh, but any of these games are worth your time because, again, all of these are free and you're paying for the service anyway. So you may as well at least add them to your account if you want to play them at some point in the future. It's free stuff. Go ahead and go get them. Go get it. Uh, but as I mentioned, this is the last month, or at least last full month, for freebies on the PS3 and the PlayStation Vita, with more stuff to come for PS4 as well as the PlayStation VR, hopefully, because you can always reallocate those resources and go ahead and give people some VR freebies and maybe up those sales just a tab. Now, if you did want to get some more PS4 sales, good news. There is a brand new Humble PS4 bundle that gets you some pretty solid games, and of course, you do get a deep discount with that. The latest PlayStation Humble Bundle is all about indie games and will be available through Tuesday, February the 12th at 12 p.m. Eastern Time. Unlike the narrowly themed PS4 bundles of the past, this one features games from a variety of publishers, hence the unlikely combination of Grim Fandango, Killing Floor 2, and The Talos Principle. Here are the games being offered sorted by how much you need to pay to get them. So, if you pay $1 or more, you get Grim Fandango, Remastered, The Bard's Tale, and Inner Space. If you want to pay more than the current average of $9.99, or $0.94, cents, excuse me, you can get Layers of Fear, Wasteland 2 Director's Cut, The Talos Principle, and Broken Age as well. And for $15 or more, you can also get Killing Floor 2 and Shadow Warrior 2, which is very solid indeed. 
As a bonus, you'll also receive the soundtracks for Grim Fandango, Inner Space, Layers of Fear, and Broken Age on top of the games themselves. And of course, if you are wondering, the charities that this Humble Bundle supports include Game Changer, which brings video games to sick kids, Save the Children, which assists kids in need around the world, and RSRT, which is dedicated to treating and one day curing the neurological disorder Rett Syndrome. Good games, good deals, and good causes. What is not to like? And overall, I would agree with that wholeheartedly. So, if you did want to dive in and chunk some cash over there at Humble's Way, then you can get some pretty solid games in return. Uh, if I had to give you guys a tier to shoot for here, the games that are worth getting are the $15 tier. Killing Floor 2 and Shadow Warrior 2 are fantastic first-person shooters. I would highly recommend both of them. Uh, but on top of that, even just giving $1, uh, if you have a YouTube channel or a Twitch stream you want to give some giveaways in, uh, then by all means, go ahead and pick it up. Your dollar literally helps kids that are sick, and you get three pretty awesome games. Uh, but overall, it's your money. Use it when you need it. Call JG Wentworth, 877-CASH-NOW. Moving on to the final story of the day. Nintendo's Wii Shop channel is shutting down as of today. No more shopping trips with a Bossa Nova soundtrack, but hey, thank God for YouTube, right? And all the remixes that exist. It's a sad day for loyal fans of the original Wii. As promised back in 2017, Nintendo is closing down the Wii Shop channel as of January the 30th. It lost much of its usefulness after March 26th of last year when you could log on and no longer add Wii points and thus buy games. But now, you are losing options to buy games with existing points, redownload digital titles, or transfer content from a Wii to the Wii U. It is not quite like downgrading your system to the offline-only Wii Mini, but it's pretty dang close. The channel launched back in December of 2006 and was Nintendo's first big foray into a digital media download service on its consoles. It reflected Nintendo's perpetual caution around online features, hence the Wii Point system, but it also freed you from having to buy physical copies at a time when that was still a novelty for many gamers. How many Wii owners remember downloading their first WiiWare title or virtual console flashback? I know that I do. It even became a bit of a cultural phenomenon. There's a good chance you remember the Wii Shop channel synth-laden bossa nova soundtrack by heart. And it goes... Podcasting is my favorite thing to do, and I can't believe that I'm doing this on the show. You probably won't waste any kind of nostalgia for too long if you own a Wii U or a Switch. The channel's successor, The Last eShop, or the eShop, excuse me, is clearly an improvement with direct purchases and a catalog that includes more of the games you see in retail stores. Even so, the author says we couldn't blame you for shedding a few tears. While the Wii enjoyed one of the longest runs in console history, you can still buy new games for it, it is that much closer to fading away. However, I will say Just Dance 2019 is actually out right now for the Nintendo Wii. Strange to say, but hey, it is what it is. But if you did want to dive in and finish out those Wii points, then by all means, you can totally dive in and, I guess, pick up some stuff until the end of the day. But until that time does come, uh, the end of the Wii. Rip, dude. Freaking rip. Uh, but overall, that is the end of the podcast as Decky slides in with the day off visitation. Uh, but if you are brand new to the show, again, I appreciate you checking out the show, and you can always drop a like on the YouTube video if you did enjoy it. But the podcast service is up right now on anchor.fm slash Samuel Adams. Find the platform of your choice, and the show will be there momentarily. But hey, I appreciate you guys for being here. I love you very much, and I apologize for the, uh, the kind of scatterbrained style of the show lately. I've been dealing with a lot of things in the background 
but we're still going to make it on through. Uh, but I'll talk to you guys soon. Enjoy the rest of your night and peace.